0: Grandpa Jim Motivation, Central Station, how are you today? I am doing wonderful. Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin on a very nasty, windy day. I'm in my office, I'm in my pickup truck, and the wind is just bouncing this vehicle around. It's a very heavy vehicle, just to give you an idea of... uh, you know, where I'm at and what's happening at the moment. Um, I'm going to have a wonderful day today. I am going to just go with the flow, you know, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. I have a wonderful day that's been uh, planned out for me. My wife invited our two granddaughters and their father and their uh, father's fiance to our house today. We're going to watch the Green Bay Packers. Should be an interesting game as the wind is whipping so drastically. And uh, we are going to eat some ham and rolls because that's where I'm going now. And uh, should be, like I said, just a great day. But I want to talk to you about where you're at. Are you doing, you know, are you reaching your goals? Um, you know, I'm really here to empower people to help you become all that you want to be for if you, you're not, let me just really hopefully, uh, enlighten that you only get one shot at this life. And, you know, I did a podcast recently. You might want to listen to it. You can't kill time when time's killing you. Uh, I heard a poet say that once and it just stuck in my head, um, being uh, uh, watching a brother die of childhood cancer when I was a kid, just like you know, any day now, any your your number could be at any time. So, um, you know, I'm hoping to live my life to the fullest, and 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 uh, as I move along, I'm going to try to help you live your life to the fullest. Um, are you? doing any hobbies today. We know there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure on people right now uh, with the COVID, with the political situation. Um, The suicide rates, the overdose rates are off the chain right now. And it's not getting talked about because of, you know, COVID so, um, so in your face right now and the numbers are really up there. So if you find yourself in one of these categories where you are just stressed and you don't know where to go, the, the biggest prohibitor of you getting help is yourself. And the way you can get help is just simply by asking for it. There is a lot of professional help. There are a lot of support groups Uh, online that you can find. Zoom is a beautiful time right now because you can find many um, self-help groups for whatever your uh, dilemma is. Is it alcohol? Is it a pill problem? Is it gambling? Um, Are you having a problem with shopping? There are many, many groups that are meeting 24 hours a day now um, the beauty of Zoom is you can do a meeting if you're struggling at 3 in the morning you can find an Australia meeting or a South Africa meeting um, it's you know they're on a different time zone so uh, you may feel you're alone the whole other side of the world is awake and ready and to help you so it's the help is definitely there so you're probably tuning in today because of the Proud Boys. And I'm going to do a mental health diagnosis. Um, I, I like macro. I like macro programs where you can try to help a lot of people. Um, I work for an organization that we work with a lot of veterans and a lot of people that struggle with mental health in our community here in Milwaukee. It's a wonderful program. It's based on what we call evidence-based outcomes. So instead of bringing you to a mental health facility, we bring a whole team to your home and on your schedule whenever you want help or you don't want help. It's all voluntary and it's because it's all voluntary it's very super effective. We, we do not care if you are in the middle of using drugs or, um, you know, you're having a mental health crisis. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but we encourage you to reach out to us, and that's the only way we can help you. And so I want to dive in on the Proud Boys situation, and I'm going to give a mental health diagnosis to the typical member that would belong to a group like that. But first I want to talk about an overall picture with them. So what is it that they're exactly trying to accomplish? What is their main goal other than to show up to rallies with guns in their hands and say we don't want to wear masks, and why are they so defiant? And so the group itself, if you're trying to change culture, should really model itself after the Black Lives Matter. You know, the Black Lives Matter is turning their cause into who they're voting into office you know they had a great push behind Joe Biden to get him in office because they want to see their views carried out. And you have to, uh, dear proud boy members, I hope you're listening to this. The the things you're fighting against um, a diverse culture, you're not going to win that battle because in the year 2050, our country's demographic makeup is going to be vastly different than it is today. There will be more brown people than white or black people because they are multiplying, they are procreating at a rate that is uncatchable by the other races. And um, I work in a very diverse setting and I am so blessed by those experiences and working in social work. I also was able to work in a college and then I run the comedy college in Milwaukee and Chicago and very early on, many years ago in Chicago and in comedy in general, it's just such a diverse group of people that are healers that want to make other people laugh and it's just a beautiful environment to be in and if you could put some proud boys in a room and a Black Lives Matter in a room and uh, make it all about uh, interacting with each other, set up some games where they could uh, play that uh, beanbag stuff and shoot pool and get to socialize and get to know each other, you're going to find you have more in common with the other side than you don't. I work in the poorest community in Wisconsin. 53206 is the zip code. 60 Minutes has done a story on it recently. Very violent. And why is it so violent? Because it's systemic racism. And what they mean by that is the system is set up where it continues because number one, that area in uh, 53206 borders where all the factories were for, we used to make car frames here in our town. We used to, Oh, there's a truck that is blown and spun around here on the freeway. Oh my lord, nobody's in it. So everybody must have got out safe. That's cool. Um, so the factories here in our area they um, moved. You know, they don't exist. We were building car frames for Detroit, Michigan, and the African-American people moved to the Milwaukee community from mostly from Mississippi and Arkansas, that part of the south, and came here to Milwaukee to work. And that community prospered and thrived. They would work the third shift in the factories. And if you would visit that neighborhood, as I do on a... You know, multi visit per week uh, rate. Um, You'll see beautiful, gorgeous homes, and, uh, but now you'll see a lot of poverty. And that's because there were never any jobs replaced in those communities. The, our area here was very racist uh, and very, Uh, Didn't have the jobs to provide anybody anyways, you know. And so it's about reinvesting in that community. How can we bring jobs into that community and build them from the inside out? Also, I don't like the term defunding police departments because it's a negative connotation. I think a proper term would be reinvesting, reimagining police departments because we do need armed police officers to show up. But there's a lot of situations and if you talk to any police officer, they always say I don't like being a social worker. So let us social workers do the social work. And a lot of education can solve a lot of problems. A lot of fears brought down. And I think Proud Boys are operating purely on fear. So let me get into the individual. And hopefully Proud Boys, you're listening to that. And you understand why some of these communities have... Um, dependent on the government. And I personally feel that rich nations, you know, before we go help the whole world needs to raise our bottom up and help the people on the bottom. And then you'll have a beautiful country. And so I think some of the foreign aid should be invested here. But I also still think that we need to have be that force in the world, you know? We're one of the, we're the most economically strong country. We can take care of our own and we can help others as well. So now I'd like to get into a individual assessment, mental health assessment of what I think, what Grandpa Jim thinks is the typical proud boy and I would say that you would most likely find that these people had some type of trauma in their early life either they came from neglected homes uh, substance abuse many may have substance abuse now um, many may have undiagnosed mental health, assessments, uh, maybe bipolar, depression, it's untreated. Um, I would think you would find some have these ongoing substance abuse issues right now um, because a big factor in all of that is wanting to control. I need control. I need to have the world be my way. I can't let others have it their way. I need to have it my way so I can be happy. I don't care about your happiness. I'm a proud boy, and I want me to be happy. And that's that's where that thinking, uh, that traumatized thinking, I would think also another characteristic you're going to find, many of these people were returned from Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, and they have not sought The resources that are so freely giving, if there's one country that there are resources for veterans, it's the United States of America. Here in our town, we have a veterans hospital here, and there are so many uh, vets that do participate. But the part of the problem is through our organization that I work for, I learned that. The information is not accessible. There's so often that we run into veterans that didn't have a clue. So I guess part of the problem is the government not being able to get that information out to their population. And so um, I would ask a Proud Boy in a individual assessment, number one, why are you bringing a gun to uh, what should be a peaceful protest? The Black Lives Matter bring a sign. They're not bringing um, they're bringing signs. They're not bringing weapons. Why are you bringing a weapon? And do you know that I would challenge their thinking, Do you know that somebody with a weapon, Uh, in their hands is more likely to shoot somebody than somebody that doesn't have a weapon how would you feel if you shot somebody that would be my next question how would your family and friends feel if you shot somebody how would you feel if you were in prison and what are you what are your goals and I'm gonna you know see what your goals are and i'm gonna assist you because that's my job whatever your goal is i'm gonna assist you whether you're in black lives matter or if you're in the proud boys my profession is to help you reach your goals but i'm also going to uh use my knowledge and expertise that you're fighting a losing battle and so the proud boy um is a hurt soul and we need to have conversations like again if we can bring both sides the black lives matter the proud boys together and get our ship our country floating in the right direction i think we're going to have a wonderful wonderful society so have a wonderful day i know i am again i'm going to hang out with the granddaughters and my son and his fiance and uh, go pack go And um, we'll be on this week, I promise you, I'm going to do a podcast on your goals and how to support you. And so have a wonderful, awesome day. And if you feel you don't have anything to give another soul, remember, you can always give that beautiful smile that you have.